0: Hey, what is up, everybody, and welcome back to the College Info Geek Podcast, the internet's best resource for getting ahead as a student, but a terrible resource for learning what to do when you accidentally feed gremlins after midnight. So don't do that, Jake.
1: It's a a bad call. It is
0: a real bad call. Bad Bad
1: take. Good old Mogwise.
0: Anyway, my name's Thomas Frank. I'm here, as always, with my good friend, Martin Bamey, and uh, what are we talking
1: about today? Uh, Well- Destroying the planet? We're talking about murdering the planet. Uh, uh, the other day, Captain well, it Planet turns just out bursts through uh, the
0: ceiling and just takes both of us out.
1: Well, I mean, that'll solve it. I mean, yeah, I think that'll fix it. Job done. But uh, I was brainstorming podcast topics. And then I was like, oh, wait a second. It's Earth Day. That's cool. And mm. it was coincidentally Earth Day when I was coming up with topics. And then I remembered that somebody had actually asked about this. So, and then they, they had said, um, they're a sophomore in college. They live in their own apartment okay. and they wanted to know how to live more eco-friendly cheaply because, you know, they're, they're a college student. Yeah. And they wanted to know if we had tips for reducing, reusing, and recycling and such can I without add, drastically increasing expenses.
0: Can I add a, another criteria to that? I like criteria. I, I don't know if that's going to ruin your list. I don't know. But I would also like to be eco-friendly without increasing my expenses, but also without needlessly increasing the effort that I have to go through to do everything. No, you I'm don't want to make everything expend, terribly hard. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to be making my own soap. Like those kind of tips I think are ridiculous.
1: No, I think, um, if you take things too far like that, eventually you're using so much time that you could have been like cleaning up a park or something Mm. instead of making your own soap. And also you're not likely to stick with it because it's obnoxious. Yeah. Therefore you're not really having the same cumulative impact.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And I think this is an episode we need to do because overall, this podcast is about how to help people become more successful. And if not checked, it can become very easy to be a bigger and bigger consumer the more successful you get.
1: Yeah, we want successful people to care about the earth. Yeah. Because then maybe we wouldn't mess it up all the time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, The other thing that I want to preface this
0: episode with is that I don't want to get into a whole bunch of guilting because... I don't know a lot of people I feel like a lot of people who are very passionate about being ego-friendly love to place guilt on people who aren't and at literally any level of living you could say that there is improvements to be made yeah right until you get down to being one of those people who you know is afraid to walk anywhere because you might step on a bug and who never eats anything and wears like the same exact one rag uh, for their entire
1: life first of all I'm not afraid to walk anywhere, but I do constantly look out to not step on bugs. But I'm not afraid of it. They're mm-hmm. my friends. Well there you go. It's yeah, not inconveniencing to me. Yeah. Like I'm that down. cute
0: little spider that was outside there. I'm, our I'm very
1: capable of like I'll notice bugs way before Ashley will even be aware they're there. I'll be like, oh, there's actually one there, there, and there. I just notice. I have bug vision. That's a pretty good vision. Yeah. I do have to ask though, why worry about stepping on bugs?
0: The spider that jumped onto Anna stepped on her without any care in the world
1: today. That's true. So step on it back. That's fair's fair. <laughs> yeah, fair's fair. Fair's fair. <laughs> <laughs> You can walk on me. We'll see who walks on who. It's actually a pretty cute spider. Yeah. It's adorable. Yeah. And I love it. But actually, <laughs> so what, what you just referenced there though, is pretty much, that's a really good starting tip. Mm. So the first tip here is if you become a militant, obnoxious, like, freegan, I take everything from dumpsters and wash it up using organic, I don't know, I find river water or something nonsense. Gross. If you become super militant about this and you try to force it on other people, you will only make them care less because they will associate it with you, who they do not like. It's like, um...
0: That's true. Wasn't there, like, a a person in, like, Whole Foods at one point who was just badgering you about... Going vegan or something, and you're like, I am uh, vegan. No, but no, this just... happened
1: in a, uh, this happened in college. There was a I was, I was vegetarian. That's right. You know, and I mean, I still have those inclinations nowadays. But I didn't know anybody else who was vegetarian. We grew up in Iowa, mm-hmm. Iowa. You know, farm farmland. And um, land of bacon. I met the first person. Somebody introduced me to somebody who was vegan, and I was like, Oh, cool. We have we probably have something in common. And they were just like, You know, you really shouldn't be eating eggs. They're just not as good. And I was like, Well, this is a terrible first impression. Why would But, like, wait, why am I the enemy? Why am I the enemy so much already? (laughs) Like, if you do that – and then in Boulder, in Boulder, there was a huge demonstration of Mm -hmm. – there were a bunch of of vegans blocking the road and, like, holding up a bunch of signs and stuff. And I was like, I see what you're doing. And I appreciate the sacrifices you're personally making for something you think are good. But what you're doing here is you're making half the people in traffic say – First of all, we live in Boulder. We're already vegan. You're just in my way. Yeah. And you're making the other half say, I'm going to eat three animals for every animal you don't eat because you're in my way. Yep. And then like Ashley and I were talking about it and she was like, it would be cool if they just had like a stand and they were like, here, here's some vegan desserts. You want to try vegan food? Mm-hmm. It's actually dope. And like, then people would be like, "I've I've been curious about these vegan burgers for so long. But I never wanted to buy one at a restaurant in case I didn't like it. Let me just try that. Oh, yeah. it's great. And that's a way to reduce, you know, you can don't make your cause militant and obnoxious or you might just turn people away from you, even if they would be on your side.
0: You know, that that gives me a thought. I think I have a more general tip I want to share here. Okay. You have to be wary of uh, gatekeeping and mm. like grandstanding because I don't think this is unique to vegans or people who are passionate about the environment. It's like no, no matter what it is, it seems like the more into something people get, the more you're going to have factions of those people who gatekeep, who are constantly badgering other people who are making attempts to do kind of the same thing. And ironically, it ends up hurting the overall like macro result. Um, yeah. You know, when I was in, uh, you know, when I was like a teenager and a kid, I used to go to church and I remember like my church would always badmouth other denominations and I'm like, well, don't you guys kind of have like the same like core don't, belief structure? do you have, you have have like, a lot
1: this- in common? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, shouldn't you be reaching out to the people from other denominations instead of just constantly bickering about like one little doctrinal difference? Isn't like the overall goal you're all working towards kind of the same and wouldn't you achieve it if you worked together and the same thing with, you know, militant vegans and vegetarians, like, I mean, both people are trying to reduce meat consumption, right? Yeah. Their and only difference
1: you're... is their level of reduction. It's just yeah. a, a variable, a little number.
0: Yeah. So I guess like, you know, if you're into something, if you're passionate about something, uh, like you said, you know, work to give people positive tastes of that thing rather than, uh, you know, wagging your finger because it's just going to make people defensive. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I had this thought a long time ago, and I say this as a non-vegan person, non-vegetarian, but if you wanted to reduce overall meat consumption globally, wouldn't it be easier to convince seven people to go one day a week without eating meat than it would be to convince one person to go fully vegetarian?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You and know? It's, it's like, and and don't t- don't take offense to this, vegans, like- I haven't eaten a burger in two years. I was pescatarian for like two years, and I recently returned to vegetarianism. I fully empathize. I get it, and I don't care what Tom eats. Yeah. Because if I if I force things on you, you'll you won't even be open to it. You won't go to Watercourse and get the dopest vegan food in Denver. That's true. I will. I will always go to Watercourse. That stuff is delicious. That place is delicious. I would go there once a week. Boom. He just
0: made me one seventh as impactful as a vegetarian easily. Yeah. You know, I bet I could make a tweet being like, "Hey, why don't you just not eat meat on Mondays?" And a hundred people would be like, "I could do that." Yeah. But I don't think that even one seventh would be like, "I'm just gonna cut out bacon forever."
1: You yeah. Know? Yeah. Actually, and every that's time pretty... I've
0: said this, I've said this publicly a couple times, and I get certain people in the comments who are just like, they fight me tooth and nail. On, they're like, "No, you can't have that because that's like letting people."
1: Again, they're doing it anyway. All it makes me feel is defensive. You know, people don't want to feel like. They're bad people, and yeah. and you're kind of implying you're not a good person, and then like they're not going to accept that. They're mm-hmm. not just going to be like, I am a bad person, aren't I? They they're going to want to defend themselves, and then when people get defensive, they don't even think rationally. So even if you have the best arguments in the world, they're not going to hear them. Yeah, if they're defensive, it doesn't. You know, it just doesn't work. And I mean, yeah. you could you have tons of different levels of trying. Meat meat free once a week, or just eating tons less meat Mm -hmm. or um, during the last stretch of the the pescatarian thing I was doing only fish on Fridays I was vegetarian fully six days of the week yeah you know tons of impact but I still probably would have been disapproved of by the vegan I met in college and Mm -hmm. I'd be like but I'm doing yeah but the (sighs) difference is you make me feel bad and I don't want to talk to you now
0: that person would have just made me want to avoid them yeah and you know if if I know more because of you but like Several years ago, my perception of being a vegetarian or a vegan was okay. I got to eat tofu and salad. That's all I can eat. You know, I didn't really think much. I wasn't I do interested not in like it, salad, <laughs> so I didn't really think much about it. But having known you for so long and knowing that you have a positive aspect or a positive attitude about giving people tastes of what you believe and what you how you want to live, you've introduced me to a lot of recipes and a lot of places I can go that I now like. Yeah, And I wouldn't have sought those out if somebody was just wagging their finger at me.
1: Yeah, so this is just like a great tip for any eco-friendly thing, whether you just disapprove of somebody's non-reusable straw or, or you're vegan or something. But it's just, this is a great tip for if you want to spread any value you have, mm-hmm. you have to spread it in a certain way yeah. or else it will not and you'll just lose potential converts. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's the same with exercise, you know? I could go around being like, you need to work out five days a week. Every single day you need to be moving. You evolve for this. Why are you sitting down? It can be so easy to guilt people about it. But that doesn't, it's not effective. Yeah. It doesn't make people excited to go get active. But if I'm like, hey, let's play DDR. This is
1: fun. Yeah. You're going to need you know? to run into very specifically only people who respond to authoritarianism. Then they're going to be like, yes, sir, I will do everything you said. <laughs> I'm going to change my life because this stranger told me to. Yeah. but. I just don't think the percentage of people who are going to respond like that, yeah, is very high. I guess this is what leads to the development of echo chambers.
0: And yeah, echo chambers really yeah, don't do a whole lot of good. They're
1: trying; they refuse to convert because they refuse to not be mean about it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, but yeah,
1: anyway, that's not the only tip about I think that's, saving the earth.
0: Yeah, that, that's probably the most useful one for anybody who's already passionate about this and who wants to evangelize it. Like, I think that's the most effective way to evangelize it.
1: Yeah, like subtle evangelism mm-hmm. is
0: pretty helpful. Yeah. So, speaking of subtle evangelism, what are some things that we can do that aren't super difficult to implement or super expensive?
1: Okay, so uh, I wrote down like this huge list of random things I thought of. Uh, first I would like to say a ton of these tips are going to be extensions of one basic rule that you can think of to apply to things that I maybe didn't think to list. So don't think about the waste or the harm caused by you doing this thing once. Imagine if I do this the next hundred times, what will it do? It's actually pretty similar to um, the universalizability principle, I think it's called, from Kant's categorical imperative. What if you did something... If you do something, consider would it be a good or bad thing if everybody had to do it that way? Mm. So if I go to Target and I use 15 plastic bags, I should think to myself either, one, what if I do this the next 100 trips at Target? Or two, what if everybody did this? I would immediately find, wait, I don't think that's acceptable actually because if the world was filled with people doing this, I would be like, no, stop. You're ruining everything. This is way too much plastic. Come on. So – that's a lot of these rules are going to fall under that. Just okay. multiply the effect and see if you find it acceptable then.
0: And how many do you have? Uh,
1: I'm wondering I don't if know, like 20. You, you have 20. Okay. I have something. 80. And there, the, some of them are <laughs> like pretty similar to other ones, you know? So it's it's yeah. not even that the whole list is super important. It's more about getting a discussion that will help us, both us and anybody listening to think of things like this. Yeah. I don't have every tip of eco-friendly things in the world because it, this is pretty adjustable based on my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And there are also websites out there that are entirely dedicated to this. Yeah. So we can link to some of those if we want to
0: get people a way to go forward from there. Yeah. I think I'll just jump in occasionally with mine then.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the first thing I got is um, obviously, since I just mentioned it as an example, the reusable bags that you can get for grocery stores. I actually use these for basically everything now. I use them to go to Target and buy like soap and stuff. I use it for groceries. I use, um, Ashley and I use them if we need to take food somewhere mm-hmm. for a picnic or yeah. to work or to a friend's house. And these things are generally machine washable, the cheap oh, ones. Okay. So if it gets dirty, you know, out in, out in, on the ground somewhere, just just throw it in the wash and then I think air dry it and then I'm just, bam, yeah. perfectly clean thing. And if you get a couple of them, you could have one like in your car or something like that, have it on you so that it's convenient. We mm-hmm. have a command hook by on the way out of the apartment where we hang them. So we just see them on the way to the store. Yeah, I think that's a good
0: thing to do is you have to have a centralized place in your house where you you know where they are.
1: Yeah, and this goes Mm -hmm. to what you were saying earlier. You have to make these things convenient. If you make them too inconvenient, you in your weak moments, you will skip doing it and say, I don't want to go back into the hidden closet. I just put my (laughs) shoes on. I'll just use the plastic again. And then you defeat the purpose, because weren't you saying yesterday that you have to use those kind of bags some 50 amount of times or something before it really pays off the plastic? Mm -hmm. So I was listening to a podcast called 50 Things That Made the Modern Economy, which is one of my
0: favorite podcasts. And they have an episode on plastics, I think. Um, And he's got a little segment near the end of the episode where he's talking about how people now care about renewability, things like that. And he just threw out this stat that apparently if you want to offset the extra material that went into making that reusable bag, you need to use it 52 times. Otherwise, like if you bought it, used it 30 times and then lost it, you would have been better off using plastic bags. Okay. Because a regular plastic grocery bag uses so little plastic comparatively.
1: Now, is this 52 like- um, You need to replace Is this taking into account instances? that they're bigger than some of the small bags? Or I guess that's a negligible difference. Yeah, I didn't go that. I think
0: like it, You yeah, you need to use it enough times that you forego the use of 52 regular plastic bags. Yeah, so So that's where I can
1: usually fit like.
0: And yeah, I do fit about two bags worth in there, maybe three. Much
1: more. And in fact, I have one that has a pocket in the front. So even if I wanted to keep something separate from the other stuff, Mm -hmm. like soaps from, I don't know, raw meat or something, if I was buying that. I could still put it in all in the same canvas bag. I just mix my soap and raw meat because still... you know, the soap's going to make well, the meat cleaner. If you rub, that, that's a good point. Yeah. Now it's safe to eat raw. Exactly. You just need you to, need to, soap up just need a to rub soap in it. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll get Is people it, to though? eat less have meat. Have you tried it? Rub, rub soap <laughs> on their meat. Then they don't want to eat it. <laughs> it's Bam, you solve solved the world. There
0: you go. Uh, anyway. I have
1: a tip about the
0: reusable bags. And it's like the most useful thing that I did. I bought one or two for the house or I guess the apartment at the time. But uh, I bought a third one and I keep it in my backpack because there were so many Mm. times where I would go out to a coffee shop or I'd be out doing my stuff. I'm like, oh, I need to swing by the grocery store. And I didn't think about it before I left home. Well, my reusable bags are back home. I can't use them. So now I have one that always stays in my backpack. The moment I get it home, I put the stuff in the fridge and I put it back in my backpack. So it's always there, no excuse. Yeah, and I always have my backpack if I leave the house.
1: Even if you need a couple extra bags to put them in the right place, this it ensures you will use them more often, making you more likely to hit the threshold where mm-hmm. you have saved something.
0: Yep. And you could do the same thing with like your car or if you have um, panniers, is that what it's called on your bike? Or, like a little uh, bike rack know. thing? I don't remember. I think I they're called the panniers. Um, you know, you could just keep a plastic bag in your bike panniers or your little bike storage compartment or something. Yeah. Just so, make it convenient for yourself.
1: Yeah. Okay. So next, uh, mildly similar for a different purpose, uh, you can use towels or dish rags instead of napkins and paper towels. So I had noticed. Whoa. Uh, I like to keep my apartment very clean. Are you killing the napkin industry here? Yeah, millennials are killing napkins. Dang, millennials. What? Well, it's fancier anyway. The fancy restaurants they have like the cloth napkins. That's know? true. Then you've then you're fancy. But I had noticed that uh, we were going through a ton of paper towels. One, I got tired of going back to Target to get them. I'm now wasting gas or my time or all sorts of things just to transport them back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then I'm wasting all these paper towels super quickly. And then it occurred to me, if I get this, we got this little napkin holder and I got this little metal bin thing. I just bought like a $4 pack of 10 super easy cloth things and then just clean them. And we have them. infinite napkins. This is more convenient than napkins because I don't have to keep going and getting them when we run out. This, yeah, is, this is better than the reusable option. Now I do, I do use some paper towels for certain cleaning things, but now I have like one roll Mm -hmm. per like a month or so that I actually need because it's very specifically when I'm like, "Ah, I don't want to use my towel to clean that. I want to, this is too chemically or too something. Yeah. But I use far, far fewer now.
0: All right. Uh, You want me to go? Yeah. All right. Uh, This is my biggest one. Ask yourself, and this is for people who drive. Ask yourself, for the place that I'm going, does it make sense to transport a 4,000-pound metal hunk Mm. that runs on dead dinosaurs to this place? And I say this as a person who owns a 4,000-pound metal hunk and enjoys driving it, but when it's warm, especially if I'm going somewhere that's close by or I don't need to haul a bunch of crap, I'm not going to drive. So, uh, like... Nine times out of 10, when I go to the grocery store, I either ride my bike or my boosted board and the boosted board weighs 17 pounds. I guess to charge the battery, I have to consume a little bit of power from the centralized electric grid. So it's not quite as eco-friendly as the bike, but I really enjoy riding it. And I just take my reusable bag, go into the store, grab my stuff and ride home. Yeah. It takes like four minutes. And it takes basically zero effort. So even if I'm feeling very lazy, as long as the weather's good, there's no reason not to ride the board. Yeah. Unless I need a lot of stuff. Like I'm going to Home Depot to buy a box garden or something.
1: And the same thing applies to like those electric scooters that I mm-hmm. love. Um, as... Yeah, so I guess here's a question. Like the, the Xiaomi electric scooter
0: is I think 450 bucks. Seems like a lot. But if you drive a lot and you drive frivolously a lot, how long does it take you to spend $450 in gas and $450 in potential repairs for your car?
1: Yeah. you know, And this, you know, it'll take maybe a little longer and therefore be a little less convenient. But I also find it to be much more fun mm-hmm. to do things like that. So it makes up for the lack of convenience because then yeah. it's not, I'm impatient to go to the gardens or get somewhere. I'm excited for the journey getting there. Yeah. And the destination, like during the warm months, it's it's really not even a thought that I would think, I'm impatient, I don't wanna be outside, I hate fresh air.
0: Yeah, I think that's kind of the problem with cars is it has sort of, it's made the journey so short and we're so insulated from the journey that it just
1: makes the journey kind of like an annoyance. Yeah, we, we're but impatient, usually, we're yeah. like, why am I even in this car? I should have just teleported there. But on a bike, I'm, I'm just like, I'm on a bike. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah,
0: and I love my bike. Um, you can get some little things for your bike that can make it a lot more useful. So on the sh- kind of like small end, um, get a, a cargo rack for the back wheel, and then you can get all sorts of different like storage accessory things that bind onto it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got one that just sits on the back. I think, oh, not you, Ransom. Ransom has one that not only has a storage thing that sits on top, but also has like these pannier things that go on the sides. So he can haul quite a bit. And then if you want to go even more, uh, Mr. Money Mustache is well known for tootling around Longmont with a uh, wagon thing on the back of his bike. Oh, yeah. It's like specifically designed for – it's a trailer basically for your bike. So he does big family shopping trips to uh, the grocery store with that thing. That's cool. And he'll just bring back like a week's worth of groceries.
1: Yeah. My bike's got something similar, not for as big because, you know, I don't have a family, so I don't need that much. Mm -hmm. But I got a little basket with a handle. That's attached. It's attached to the bike, but you can just detach it. So I just carry it into the Whole Foods with me. Put all my stuff in it. Put it all back in it after they scan oh, yeah. it. Clip it right back to the bike. I don't. I don't even need a reusable bag in that instance. I just throw it all in the container. Mm-hmm. It's super convenient. Yeah. Um Also, there you, you could take public transit or something if you don't want a fancy wheels rolling around thing. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if
0: you have public transit, that's also definitely actually an takes option.
1: the train to work all the time because mm-hmm. driving to downtown is not only a nightmare, but you're wasting a lot of gas by sitting in traffic. And it's super expensive
0: too. Yeah. And this is one of those things where a little bit of good planning goes a long way. I think a lot of needless consumption happens just because we don't tend to plan ahead enough. Like, oh, I didn't wake up, you know, like if I woke up 15 minutes before I could have to bike. Now I have to drive. Yeah. So yeah, just a, f- a little bit of the productivity stuff we talk about can help you to make these things fit into your schedule without them being overly inconvenient. I actually tie myself back when we had the office, and what is it like six miles downtown from? I think it's where about that. Live? I think it's about that. Something like that. To drive there, not in traffic, a normal day. I think it was like fifteen ish minutes plus an extra full six minutes to park because that parking garage was always full to bike there. If I really pushed it, I could do it in 18.
1: Yeah. So it's not, it's not even that literally
0: faster. And if I was going at like a leisurely pace, maybe 23,
1: 24. And if you take into account that sometimes traffic is bad, you're just like, well, the bike is actually way faster in this situation because there isn't as much traffic. Mm -hmm.
0: So if you have like, I don't know, half an hour commute to work, obviously it gets a little less uh, practical, but if it's five miles and you live in a city where the biking is decent, like that could work. Uh, and even if you don't, when I was in college, I would wake up at 5:30 and bike to work some days. It was 15 miles each way, which sounds like a lot. And it is, but it's pretty satisfying to bike 30 miles in a day.
1: Yeah. I did a lot of biking to my community college, mm-hmm. even in winter actually, but then I stopped liking it as much for a bit,
0: but I still did it. Yeah. It still worked. I won't say that one's very convenient. No, but no, it, it I didn't is, have a better option at the time.
1: No public transit <laughs> or anything, and I didn't have a car. But it's mm-hmm. possible. You know, people in Minnesota bike around in the winter. That's true. And if people in Minnesota can bike in the winter, then... If that's your best option, you know, you could just forego having a car entirely if you were willing to bike in those conditions.
0: That's what Ransom's doing.
1: Yeah. And then, he doesn't I mean, how problem. much money do you save then? Uh, quite a lot. Cars mm-hmm. are very expensive. I could buy, you know, a few bikes like every month worth of car insurance and yeah. gasoline and car payments and all sorts of nonsense. Yeah. I and just even, get a new bike and get it stolen every month and then I still buy a new one.
0: That's what I was going to say. Like your bike got stolen when we moved here, which is terrible, but your replacement bike was what, like Four hundred bucks. Well, I
1: upgraded. I got like a seven hundred dollar one. Okay, but I added a bunch of stuff to it. Even
0: seven hundred dollars. Okay, and like I, I would say that if you're smart, it's not going to get stolen very often. But even if it gets stolen once a year, I, I definitely spend Uh, more than seven hundred. I save
1: (laughs) that my car costs way more than that all the time. Yeah. Plus even just and... insurance here is more expensive. Oh, so even yeah. if I ignore the fact that I am, I have car payments. You know, you get a used car, the insurance still adds up to more than that. You mm-hmm. you can get your bike stolen a certain number of times, and it still falls within just the cost of having it. And you, I would say, you know, one way to avoid that is to invest in a good bike lock.
0: Yeah. Uh, and for you and me, the only place we've ever had people mess with our bikes, I guess in your case they've been stolen, in my case uh, stuff has been stolen off of it. The only place is home. Yeah. And I think that the reason for that is your home isn't inherently any safer than the grocery store. If you're just parking it at a bike rack outside or even if it's in a parking garage, cause I don't know. I once heard, um, a podcast about a professional thief who had kind of reformed himself and he was talking about just how thieves think. And he called apartment parking garages, shopping malls for thieves yeah. Like your stuff isn't safe there. That's where they are going to go get the best stuff and they know it. And going in there at midnight is probably a lot safer for them than trying to steal a bike in broad daylight in front of the grocery store. Yeah, they don't so. know that you're
1: not seconds from coming out of the grocery store, but at midnight, yeah. you're very unlikely to be mm-hmm. rummaging around the garage. So you just keep your bike in your apartment. Yeah, I got this cool stand that um, it's tall. It's like a weird U shape. We can link to it in the show notes, but it, it leans up against the wall. And it's got these hooks that just hold the bike. You could hold two bikes on it, mm-hmm. actually. So if Ashley gets a bike, we could have them both right in the apartment.
0: And you don't have to drill that into the wall or anything, right? It just like leans there.
1: Yeah, it just it just leans. I mean, it probably it probably recommends it. You know, like a lot of tall bookshelves that I never bother to hook into the wall anyway. Don't bother to do that either. But <laughs> I mean, maybe I'd care more if we had a second bike. But right now, it holds it perfectly fine. Just based on the engineering, it just yeah. kind of leans it against the wall in a way that it's very stable.
0: I think if I had like a kid, then I'd probably bolt if, my bookshelf yes, to the wall. Yes,
1: if I had some living thing that is likely to mess up my furniture, I would care more about bolting things to the wall. Mm-hmm. But it, I do not at this time.
0: Turns out I'm not spending a whole lot of time shaking my bookshelf. And even if it does topple onto me, like I'm going to catch it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, even that eight foot tall billy bookcase, I don't think it's a big issue. All right, what do I have? Well, we already we already talked about grocery bags. Um. All right, one big thing for me plan better trips. Yeah. So if you're the kind of person who goes out to the store, you buy something and then you realize later on the day, oh no, I got to go back. Or I forgot that I also needed to go to Home Depot or something. Just get a little better at when you think about it, writing down things you need on a to-do list. And then also whenever you're going to leave, like ask yourself, where else do I need to go? Instead of just saying, I got to go to the grocery store. Let's go. Not thinking about it. You know. the more consolidation you can do, the less gas you waste. But also, I mean, even if you're biking, like you save time.
1: Yeah, yeah. And especially you can just save time just for fun, too, because if I'm running errands every day and I could have saved all of those errands for one day, not only am I saving gas and time in the earth, I'm saving time that I can go play video games or something. Yeah, you know, and if I have to drive 20 minutes and back to get to somewhere and I can avoid that. That's a significant amount of my life I'm gaining back. That's, yeah. you know, time's limited. Mm-hmm. Um, on a mildly similar note, because it's related to cars, uh, I see this in parking lots all the time. You really don't need, if you're just going to sit on your phone, you really don't need to sit there with the car on. Yeah. Um, unless it's very specific circumstances, like it's super freezing outside and you've got the heat on and you're waiting for somebody who's about to come in into the car, they're about to come out. Otherwise, couldn't you go indoors or could you at least turn the car off? Mm-hmm. Because if you're just sitting on your phone, you, there's no reason to be wasting all that gas unless it's a very specifically a really hot or cold day and you're about to leave.
0: Yeah. I have a little life hack for, that kind of relates to this.
1: And I don't do this with
0: everyone. But with a lot of people, if I'm picking them up from somewhere, I will tell them I'm outside when I'm about two minutes away. Because mm. most people are not ready to immediately walk out the door, even when they said, like, okay, I'll, I'll be ready when you pick me up. Most people are like, oh, wait, I got to get my shoes and coat on. So then you're just sitting out there waiting for them. And for me, that's more of a convenience thing. Yeah. Though certain people I have learned, like, they are ready because they're considerate. So I won't say that to them. But a very, I, this was a bigger thing in high school because I don't do a whole lot of picking people up for things these days. But in high school, yeah. I was always picking up friends. And they were always making me wait in their driveways. For like five ten minutes,
1: yeah, that's just that's just a waste, yep, um, okay, so not related to cars, ship fewer things, so if I got really annoyed with this because the recycling in our apartment is very inconvenient, the recycling mm. bins fill up so fast they need like ten of those, like it's they emptied it two days ago as of yesterday, overflowing, I can no longer put my recycling in there that's easily, true. so. I just got annoyed at this. But every time I would ship something from Amazon, they would send way more packaging than necessary. you know. And sometimes even if you're like, please send in as few packages as possible, they're like, what's that? Send as many packages as possible? <laughs> sure, why not? And then they just do it anyway. Yeah. And then I got all these boxes I got to do something with. This is a horrible waste of packaging and it's inconvenient for me to have to recycle all of them now. Mm-hmm. So buy more things, I don't know, locally you can ship to store for things, oh, so yeah. the other day, I needed. Well, I, I didn't need this. I got these cool music sheet protector things that fold over, so I can hold two pe- two sheets of music, and then fold it over. And then I got the one over here, and now I got three sheets of music all in my binder that I can look at at the same time. Oh, it like
0: folds outwards. Yeah, it folds okay. outwards,
1: so it can hold two. So this is a weird niche product, but I found it on the Staples website, only available online. I shipped it to the store. It showed up in one day where I was able to get it so faster than Amazon. Mm -hmm. It was five times cheaper than the exact same product on Amazon. Wow. I supported a store that was not Amazon and they almost certainly shipped that thing with other things that were also going to Staples, saving on transportation costs. And I'm sure that they have their own warehouse with a ton of, we need this many things. Also give us those sheet protectors.
0: Well, the other thing is they will probably reuse those boxes. Yeah, I know this. Well, if they if they have their logistics together, they probably do. When I was a teenager and getting ready to move to college, um, we went to the local grocery store at like 3 a.m. to get moving boxes and they were just totally fine about giving them to us, which was great for us. And I will still give that tip out to people moving to college like you can get free boxes usually by going to a 24 hour grocery store when they're doing the stocking duty. But Walmart doesn't do that. The boxes at Walmart specifically say don't give these out to customers. Like we reuse them. Yeah. So I if if Staples has their logistics together, they probably do the same thing.
1: Yeah. And at the very least, it probably saves something compared to me individually having something shipped to me because Mm -hmm. the stores have multiple things coming to them. It just saves on a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And I don't and you know, they probably didn't put it in its own box if it was a tiny thing like that. They probably shoved it in with a bunch of other things of similar size. I wonder if it's eventually going to be kind of like a, a Whole Foods thing. Like, cause they have the Amazon
0: lockers, but that's still like, they're just giving you a package. It's just a centralized place to pick it up. I wonder if eventually, cause Amazon owns Whole Foods, like if, yeah. if is that going to be sort of like a distribution center where you could go pick something up with minimal packaging?
1: Yeah. yeah. See, I, I don't want to deal with the packaging. It's inconvenient for me to deal with it then. And I'm making it harder on myself to recycle. Yeah. You know, it's, it's no good. Um, similarly, buy fewer things. If that, if you find good. yourself donating a whole whole box of nonsense every year, what if you just didn't? Mm. That's you know, there's there's too much stuff in general. There's packaging for almost everything you buy. That was a waste. You probably don't need it. You're just wasting space in your home. You're wasting the transport to donate it. You're wasting your money when you could have spent it on something cool.
0: Yeah. I have a more I have a more like um specific version okay. of that tip. Okay. Thirty day list.
1: Mm, Yes. If you want to buy
0: something and it's not something you need now, like soap for your meat, then put it on a 30 day list. And if you still want it in 30 days, okay, you probably wanted it. But if you didn't want it right now, then you're good to go.
1: Yeah. If you're a big impulse shopper, this is a good way to keep that from happening. Mm -hmm. You know, because I think we naturally do it to things that are expensive. Like, it took me a long time to buy my camera lens because I was like, that is more expensive than the camera. I better be sure. Yeah. But for cheaper things, it's like, Oh, why not? Let me just get fifteen. Oh, I already own, I already own that. Oh no! Now I've just yep. wasted every every single ounce of my mortal time yeah. and everything that's going on. It's just bad on all fronts. Mm-hmm.
0: And I found a lot of times, like you know, waiting on things I want to buy, I often find out that oh, that wasn't the version of the thing I needed. I needed a better one. Yeah.
1: Or I, I didn't actually need it. And this will help, actually help you buy fewer things online too, because the problem is you might impulse buy something on Amazon. It's so in easy. the few days it takes to come, you're going to be like, wait, I actually didn't. Oh no. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's coming anyway. Yeah. And now at minimum, I have to waste my time resending it back for a refund at the mm-hmm. very minimum. If you just like, it's not that hard to just wait a few days. Most of the time.
0: Yeah. I, I do think online shopping encourages impulse buying like that. That's and what you, they want you, you to stop do. Stop thinking about the fact that you could get it locally. Like I wanted a specific microphone and I was like, oh, I'll just get it on Amazon. And they always, I was like, wait a minute, I bet you Guitar Center has it. And they did. Yeah. And they price match. So
1: I just went over there and I got it. Yep. And it's more convenient for you. Not only was it more useful for the earth and tons of other things, but it was just more convenient. Most of these tips, I want to be more convenient or cheaper or yeah. more fun, you know, because if you're not incentivized to do these things, humans like to take lazy choices. Yeah. So yeah. make the lazy choice the good one. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, one I have on here is
1: look into composting. Okay, yeah, I think especially if you have like a house or something. I think it's
0: actually the law in Boulder. Really, which does not surprise me because Boulder. But yeah, see, yeah, they are probably um, already um, vegan there.
1: Completely unnecessary demonstration. <laughs> it's,
0: it's true, yeah. Uh, but whenever I go to Matt's house, he has a compost trash, and I think he was telling me like you you literally have to do that. A, like compostable material has to be
1: composted. So do people come and take that? I think so. They have yeah, a big compost a truck. Okay. Compost, They're cause... not like all of you are gardening. No, yeah, or he else. definitely
0: doesn't have a smelly compost pile in his backyard. Okay, I've been to a person's house who has that too. That can be a thing. It's not really a thing I want. That but... one's
1: also less applicable to everyone.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I'll just, you know, I'll throw it out there for like, if you have a backyard or something and that's something you wanted to do, you could. Yeah. Um, Cause I think it's Anna's aunt who does it
1: place no i would definitely do it if i had like a garden and a home and Mm -hmm. stuff why not yeah and that's one big thing we want to build more of is a garden yeah i think
0: we're gonna have our own vegetables at some point
1: that is delightful because plants are the best Mm -hmm. okay so here's a completely out of nowhere one um so i was at this local vegan bakery getting some delightful probably not great for me food actually the croissants are probably a lot better than the 15 donuts or so that i eat every time
0: probably but
1: this isn't about my health this is, we're not talking about that right now yeah the dude in front of me had gotten a few loaves of bread and he several donuts and some other things but they were putting them the person was putting them all into this metal container that he had and then he just stuck the lid on it and then he was going to bike it back and i was like where do you even get that what is that? Who brings something to carry raw loaves of, or it's not raw but you know unpackaged loaves of bread and stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. And so he he was excited about it cuz obviously he's a passionate about eco-friendly stuff person. Mm-hmm. And then he let me know about this site lifewithoutplastic.com where you can get a bunch of weird st- weird container types. Oh. That Now now don't ship a whole bunch of these to yourself if you really don't need them because <laughs> this defeats the purpose. But yeah. this guy was I would never think to bring a little metal container to a bakery and be like, give me that loaf of bread and let me put it in this. And now I'm not going to oh. get crumbs all over my backseat. I was just so excited about it. And notice this guy wasn't waving his container around the store saying, everybody, look, I'm not using plastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he didn't do anything. And then I asked. And then he got to evangelize his thing a little bit. Yeah, so he But just it, it was so cool. Interest. And they were just like shoving all the breads and stuff in there because who cares if the donuts touch the side of your loaf of bread? You know, it's yeah. not a big deal. But that was actually really exciting to me because I had never seen a container like that. A canvas bag would be obnoxious to put loaves of bread in because I'm gonna have to wash it every time. It's filled with crumbs now. Yeah. Or if you're me,
0: just dump it out and don't care.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I like to clean things. I, I'm kind of know? a
0: not caring person, but probably to a fault. Like I don't know if if I drop a chip on the floor, I'm still gonna eat it. Like that's kind of where I am. So well, if you're gonna
1: eat it off the floor, you gotta eat it with your mouth off the floor, like a dog. Duh, that's the only way. Because otherwise, way you're way. wasting energy in your arms, and that's not eco-friendly. That's the only way. Because you're gonna sure have to eat more totally food. Clean. You're gonna have to eat more food to recover that energy to your arm. <laughs> that's so, true. Can we get to <laughs> like down into the most pedantic math here? Yeah. So if if I'm using arm movements while speaking, I'm wasting energy. Yeah. I'm hurting the earth right now. I'm gonna have to eat more food later. I'm gonna hold still. Yeah, I actually have a fluctuating spreadsheet with updated jet fuel prices to I'm figure out try to, if,
0: if online shopping actually is more efficient than store buying things on a day to day basis.
1: Yeah, and then I have like, and I'm gonna move as little as possible while speaking for the rest of this podcast <laughs> so that I don't, I don't want to waste calories. Yeah, those calories came from something.
0: This is another thing I think about. <laughs> um, if you go to a restaurant and you're full, but you still have food, eating the food is like, I realize it doesn't seem this way, but forcing yourself to eat the rest of your food is the same as throwing it away.
1: If you weren't going to use those calories, they're still being your wasted. Your body
0: will not use those calories. and it will, it will store them as fat. Unless you have a crazy metabolism, then maybe you're lucky. Uh, but unless you foresee yourself almost starving in the future, you almost certainly are not yeah. going to use those calories because tomorrow you're going to wake up and you're going to have your three meals plus snacks or whatever again. So I guess if you, if you get to the point where you're like, oh, I've, I'm full, I feel bad, you know, I don't, I don't want to eat this. Just number one, take it home, eat it as leftovers. Yeah. Even if it's small, because I don't know, I get like kind of hungry sometimes during the day. And if I brought half a piece of pizza home, I would eat that. But the other thing is just tell yourself, oh, all right, well, I should probably order smaller things.
1: Yeah, don't, you know? don't order so much. And then uh, you have room for dessert. Yeah. Which isn't a health episode.
0: I guess this is my PSA. Don't guilt yourself into into gorging yourself because you think it's no, That than won't wasting save it. the food. This isn't like the Great Depression. <laughs> you can probably get more food.
1: food tomorrow. Yep. But yeah, bringing it home and actually actually eat your leftovers. That's a pretty good tip right there. Yeah. A big one I had on here was like, find
0: ways to reduce food waste. Cause, and I mean, I'm guilty of this too. It's very easy to reduce food or it's very easy to waste food you make too much, you think I'm going to use it as leftovers, and then tomorrow comes around, you get invited out for dinner. All of a sudden, it's a week later and it's spoiled. So you just got to plan better.
1: Yeah. And I think part of how to use those things better might be to get rid of your pre-existing notions of like what breakfast is. Yeah. You know, if somebody's going to invite you out for lunch and you got leftover spaghetti or whatever, just eat it for breakfast. Who cares? It's Mm -hmm. not even like, in in America, at the very least, you know I, I haven't lived anywhere else. it Turns out, but breakfast seems like you're only allowed to have like eggs or toast yep. or cereal or something. But that's not the case in all cultures, you I know. I think that's kind of marketing too.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I feel like I read somewhere that that's a a product of cereal, like breakfast cereal marketing. Well, I'm pretty like, sure oh, like all of American
1: culture, years. like where American culture is like eighty percent a product of marketing. It's yeah. just it's where the capitalism. Yeah, if, well, my trips we'll sell you to, everything.
0: if my trips to Japan are any indication, they definitely have breakfast food, but a lot of people just have onigiri for breakfast. Yeah, which is just like a rice ball with tuna inside. It's just and just like seaweed.
1: Breakfast is the only thing that it needs to be. If it exists, is food. Yep. So you know, eat your leftovers for a weird meal you wouldn't normally do, and then you can still go out for lunch if you want. Mm-hmm. Just have a weird breakfast,
0: mm, and then have onigiri for lunch too.
1: Yeah, dude, I wish that the grocery stores here just sold onigiri. That would be delightful. Maybe. That's what that would
0: be. I read once, uh, somebody told me this actually, so I don't know if it's verified, but I think 7-Eleven is like headquartered in Japan now, potentially. And they are telling me like the person who runs it there walked into an American one. It was just like, oh, this is terrible.
1: Yeah, the food's not. Can confirm. um, Good.
0: Japanese 7-Eleven, much better. (laughs) I've heard great things
1: about Japanese convenience store food. It's great. Every article I've ever read about Japanese food, and I'm like, how am I going to eat within this limitation? How am I going to, you know, whatever? and they're just like actually the food here is great. Now, I know you probably got food poisoning last time you ate those taquitos from the from the gas station, <laughs> but in Japan that's not the case. Nope. Eat all the taquitos. No, they're not selling you taquitos. They're, they're that's the thing. Those. That's why you're feeling better. You're not going to get those. <laughs> yeah,
0: I remember going to the 7-11s or convenience stores and just getting like a bowl of curry. That's,
1: that that sounds great. like that sounds like real food. That mm-hmm. sounds great.
0: And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't restaurant quality curry, but it was also like $3. Yeah. And it was very good actually. Much better than a gas station taquito. It's like, <laughs> taquito. <laughs> I'm real sick. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> uh, what All a right. good. My last one. Um, invest, and this is another thing, like invest in things that are going to last, water bottles and coffee tumblers. I love my water
1: bottle. Mm-hmm.
0: And guess what? I've, I thought that good quality water bottles that were reusable were really expensive because they are at Whole Foods. And Walmart, they're five bucks. Yeah. And I have like this really nicely textured water bottle I got for $5 and I just use that, wash it.
1: Does your water bottle ever get like weird? Does it smell weird ever? No. Okay, one time a water bottle I bought eventually started smelling weird and I can never get the smell out. Even with a bottle brush? Uh, I don't know about a bottle brush. Because you could buy a bottle brush. see, this is the kind of tip I'm looking for. There you go. So sometimes if left unattended or whatever, water bottles can become gross and you don't want to use them. So well, yeah, you're getting a you lime could scale use up and uh, like, stuff. Uh, you can use, probably use vinegar or something to help get rid mm-hmm. of the stuff causing smells. I actually have a glass water bottle that is yeah. wrapped in like a rubber thing so that it still won't shatter. And it's delightful. I
0: wanted that. It's beautiful. I think I was at Walmart because now where I live, the Target is further away from me than a Walmart is, which it was funny. I moved to Denver and I was like, oh, Target's so close. I'm never going to Walmart again. And now I moved. Nope. Walmart's closer oh. and a lot of times they sell the same exact stuff and a lot of times Target's prices are higher than Amazon's but Walmart's are identical yeah and Target will do price matches but it's like well I don't got to do it because yeah I don't know I wanted a coffee maker and I was going to order it on Amazon mm. and then I was like okay. wait could I buy it locally and I looked at Target because that was my go-to they wanted $30 more for it wow I was like I guess I'll go there and do a price match and then I realized wait a minute Walmart's closer to me and oh, look, they have it on their website for the same price. So
1: well, there and got it.
0: And if anyone's curious, I just got the Ninja one. I think it was 80 bucks at Walmart and mm-hmm. it makes darn good coffee. Yeah. Another realization I've had, and maybe this just makes me a plebe, but Caribou's coffee, like their drip coffee is the best coffee I've ever had. I've had drip Car- coffee at many fancy coffee shops. I've bought all the Stump Town beans, all the Corvus roasted beans. I now just buy Caribou's beans and I like it so much
1: more. I don't know. Maybe I just have a weird palate. Hmm. Well, I mean, who cares? You know, if that's your yeah. palate, eat to your palate. If you don't care about the fancy, fancy, fancy stuff. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, exactly. Just for status. I eat the fanciest craft easy to Mac. I am mm-hmm. uh, cultured. But yeah, the other one, get yourself a coffee tumbler. When you go to
0: Starbucks, when you go to Caribou, whatever, they'll fill a tumbler up. You don't have to get the paper cup. I remember reading in the Starbucks book how when Starbucks started getting popular, the celebrities would like insist on having a Starbucks cup because it was it completed the look. You can get a cool tumbler though, and that could complete your look. Yeah. I don't know, maybe maybe being eco friendly is more fashionable these days. So those celebrities maybe wanna complete their looks with a tumbler the now. <laughs> yeah, maybe. A Contigo Tumblr from Walmart. Yep. Yeah. So that's my last one. What else you got?
1: Okay, so I got several water water saving things. Okay. Uh one, this is you know, this is obvious. They sing about it in Barney, but not everybody does it. Uh when you're brushing your teeth and having so much fun, never let the water run. Oh yeah. You're wasting you're wasting stuff. I remember that from Barney. Obviously. Barney knows about being eco-friendly, but also when you are washing your hands, brushing your teeth, showering, washing your laundry, very often this water does not need to be hot. Oh yeah, and the heating is using a bunch of energy, and um, you can wash your hands just as well with even even lukewarm. If you, I don't want my water to be ice cold when I'm in a shower or washing my hands, but well, just it doesn't have to be as hot. To
0: wash your hands with cold water.
1: It's probably better for your skin. You're drying out your skin.
0: I don't know if this is scientifically accurate, but my mom always said, if you wash your hands with hot water, you're just opening up your pores and letting the germs in more. I don't know if that's true at all. I don't know. But I've always washed my hands with cold but water because of it.
1: At the very least, you don't need the water to be quite as hot when you're in the shower or whatever. Almost all of my clothes, I think all of my clothes actually, can be washed in cold water. It's completely unnecessary to heat the water in there. Mm-hmm. and Except for... um. Certain types of laundry detergent, I think, work better that way. Like certain powders might not break down well in cold water, but the liquid detergent will work just fine.
0: I've always washed my clothes in cold water too. I don't think I have anything that ever gets washed in hot water. Yeah. I mean, I've got stuff that's like dry clean. I take it to the dry cleaner every once in a while, so I don't know what they do there. I don't think that uses water though. Um, But yeah, all my laundry. And here's another thing. Um, Maybe some people don't want to do this, but all my laundry goes in one load.
1: Yeah. um, I don't separate them. None of my color laundry has ever had a problem.
0: Yeah. I've never had a problem with stains and I, I even own a red shirt. I think with the red shirt, I may have ran it through with red towels once, but I don't think it's as big of an issue as people make it out to be with most clothes. Yeah, maybe like it used be to be worse,
1: an issue or something based on some technology I don't understand. I have no mm. idea.
0: And maybe you could, I don't know, throw like, like the a kind really of dyes old they old t-shirt you don't care about in with your colors and, and like test it. Oh, did the t-shirt get stained?
1: Nope. Cool. Then I could throw it all in. Yeah, it's like never a problem for me.
0: And I, I you know what? It, it would make sense to me that washing with cold water would reduce the likelihood that your colors are going to stain your other clothes.
1: Yeah. At least, yeah, at least it sounds good. You know, I'm not an expert. Um So let's see, I got a a few more things in here. Uh, If you can, plant some trees or maybe donate to something that plants trees. If you have a yard, plant flowers that bees like. Bees are good and I like them. So I was reading something the other day about how
0: part of the reason that honeybee populations are having such a problem and they're like apparently threatened with extinction in Canada right now is the monocultures. Um, Like we plant giant swaths of crops that are just one crop, but even our yards... Are mostly monoculture. They're just grass. Yeah, and added up, don't that's really want probably a lot to do with
1: grass. That's. I wonder how that compares. All the lawns compared to the agricultural areas. Like, it's got to add up quite a bit. I don't know, but
0: there's a lot of lawn. There's a lot land. of just
1: boring lawn that could be used to help the insects that form our ecosystem that mm-hmm. we
0: need. And I mean, the, the, the you know the lawn that everyone thinks of when you think of suburbia. That lawn is just people wanting to be like english aristocrats that's where that style of lawn came from and it's a lot nicer to have a lawn that you know it's not a complete mess but that's more diverse so one thing that i'm trying to do with my lawn is let the wild clover that's growing in the grass grow more i'm picking out like the really ugly weeds but i do want the clover there and then anna's also gardening and putting flowers and stuff all over the place yeah and we have bees and the
1: nice thing about bees is that they aren't going to harm you so yeah bees are bees them. are friendly they bumble and they buzz mm-hmm. you know that's all they do they are hanging out i really um, don't like it when
0: they buzz around my head i have like an involuntary reaction to it i can't deal you with the should
1: you got that one thing in your glasses or whatever that's and it's true. stung you by the eye that's so true. I, um, that's it's probably happen. trauma
0: well no i've always had a problem with it then again i got stung in the ear by a wasp when i was a kid so well there it's see it's that, just trauma. it's just
1: trauma never mind um, but as
0: long as they stay over by the tree and do their work over there, and I'm over doing my work by the table. That's We're cool.
1: Yeah. Okay, so let's see. Scrolling through the rest of my list here, we got, I don't know, buy stuff in bulk because you're using less packaging. Uh, I actually have That's reusable true. bags that can hold, like, produce or grains and stuff, too, that mm-hmm. you can just wash. And then the biggest thing that I haven't mentioned is, um I guess, trash tag is a thing now. What's that? Where... People like go, they like, I guess for social media purposes, they like photograph this area, like a park or by like a Creek or something where there's a bunch of trash and then they fix it. You know, this one is not convenient to you. This, this is one of like the main tip that costs you time. You really have to carry the extra mile. But weirdly enough, I did this with a few friends in like either community college or late high school one summer, not even, you know, before we weren't getting social media points. But we just kind of took this wagon behind us down a street and picked Mm -hmm. up all the stuff for no reason. And I am honestly confused as to why we were so, you know, earth minded when we were just dumb teenagers or whatever. But uh, I mean, everything else I did in that day in that age was dumb. So I'm surprised I did (laughs) one particularly nice thing. Don't downplay that. Because the more you play into a negative identity,
0: the more you're probably going to stick with it. Well, I spent
1: most of my identity. time fighting with wooden swords, you know? That's and then true. I was just like, actually, <laughs> maybe I was like, you know where all the wood that makes my swords comes from? Earth. Yeah. I got to save it. <laughs> so <laughs> I got to save the earth so I could beat my friends up with wooden swords. All right. I thought I was retired, but uh, I guess I'm up for one last battle. I'm sorry,
0: master. Just <laughs> the battle one. against litter. litter. I'm going to have to go all <laughs> out. But
1: uh, if you do this, though, please... Get like protective gloves or something because it occurs to me that if I pick up the wrong things, I could either hurt myself yep. or get some harmful bacteria or something, you know, so I don't know, get some gloves or something.
0: I actually saw a trash tag picture the other day. I didn't know about this movement. Yeah. Uh But it was in the subreddit bone hurting juice, which sometimes I don't get what the posts are, but I guess like the general idea is to take meme images or some kind of images that's popular on the internet and find a way to like spin it so it's got a different meaning. So they just took one of those trash tag images of a dude who had cleaned up a super awful looking area and filled up like seven giant garbage bags, but they switched the images and then the captain (laughs) was just like, oops, I accidentally threw away my favorite shirt. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's got the shirt back on. He's like, oh, I got it. It's all good. The litter's back on the ground. But yeah, uh, I think the real image shows that that guy did a good thing. Because he completely yeah. cleared up a totally, you know, messed up area.
1: Yeah. But this, <laughs> this one is definitely the main tip for like the go the extra mile. You really need to care and want to do this one. It's not going to be a convenient part of your day. Yeah.
0: No, it's not. But, but the rest you know. are. So, you know, there's a good balance, I think. Yeah. I think everything else we talked about is pretty easy. You know, maybe you got to ride your bike somewhere, but that's fun. Yep. Plus, if you ride your bike somewhere, then it'll be easier to go exercise. Uh, more intense it'll race.
1: be easier to listen to this podcast is what i think you mean to say as long as you're riding your bike on Whoa. trails yeah don't die in traffic please i listen to
0: podcasts all the time on my bike but not when i'm riding on busy roads
1: no i don't i don't want headphones in at all on streets for you know real reasons but yeah if you get in on a trail remember to listen to your favorite podcast which probably isn't this one Pick a cooler one. (laughs) Pick Hardcore History. Yeah, pick a cool one. Or
0: 50 Things That Made
1: the Modern Economy. And then when you run out of episodes of those. When you're done. Then come back to us.
0: Because there's at least more hours of content on this podcast.
1: We don't need to be your number one, but if we're we're your last resort, we'll still get the listens. (laughs) 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 <laughs> that's that's a cynical way of looking
0: at it, but I guess it works.
1: Bottom of the barrel marketing. This is a new class I'm teaching that's on how to new, be mediocre.
0: That's my new marketing firm.
1: Hopefully we're not the bottom of the barrel. <laughs>
0: Welcome to bottom of the barrel marketing. Look, you've got a barrel of fish. The bottom of the barrel of fish, it's not going to smell very good, but it's still going to be used. It's still Like in a still, soup or something, or maybe they'll like, dry it so they can use it as nori. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Now, hopefully, we're at least in the middle of the barrel. Yeah, but you of the know, you know, whatever. <laughs> this point is, this is all nonsense.
0: Yeah. All right. So, um, this is definitely a topic where we didn't list everything. So, I would say in the comments, if you're watching this on YouTube, like maybe suggest some other ways that we all could be more eco friendly. Yeah. Save the Earth. We could all be Captain Planet.
1: Uh, Cosplay Captain Planet as often yeah. as possible. As
0: often as possible.
1: And the Lorax.
0: <laughs> Something like that.
1: If everybody in society looked like either Captain Planet or the Lorax. That's true. It's that principle of universality, right? Somebody would sell a lot of costumes.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's good, I guess. Yes, well, <laughs> you know, Actually, I think we should be getting into the Lorax
1: costume business. <laughs> we should do that.
0: We're going to sell a bunch of those. Anyway, uh, show notes for this episode. If there are any, you're going to be over at cigpodcast.com slash... The Notion episode or the Notion Wait, listing for it? this is within itself, which was interesting. Ah, here we go. Oh, CIGpodcast.com slash 262 is where you can go to find any kind of show notes that we might have uh, mentioned here. I know we mentioned the Life Without Plastic website. Yeah. So that's at least one thing that we'll have linked over there. Get a fancy bread thing. Yeah. Get yourself a fancy bread thing. Or just don't worry about crumbs in your bag.
1: Well, I just stick it right in my backpack with my textbooks. And then uh, True, I, I handed in when I, I give my teachers a slice of buttered toast, which was just loosely in the bag with the rest of the <laughs> stuff. There's butter all over the Why papers. Are you putting
0: buttered toast in your backpack? Okay, to that transport does occur it. To me, I probably to wouldn't transport want, it. That's the obvious answer. I wouldn't want my crumb-filled bag in my backpack. I probably wouldn't care about a few crumbs in the bags that I keep at home. Yeah, just on the hook. But yeah, I don't want crumbs getting my backpack. Anywho, cigpodcast.com without any slashes or numbers at the end of it, is where you can go to subscribe to this podcast. So if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening to us in the browser, and you want to get episodes delivered to your phone or your Android device, your tablet or whatever, then you can find out how to subscribe. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts, Podcasts, Overcasts, all the casts. Yep. You know, if your friend has a cast on his arm, we're probably in there too
1: good you know probably you like a stick, flash drive stick the phone in there and then you have like a, a cast that can play podcasts on your arm you don't even have to hold it it's true
0: yeah it's on jake's cast fed the gremlins after midnight
1: coming full circle full circle
0: that's what people listen to. This just podcast like the for. earth yeah exactly the earth revolves and so do we if you want to support this podcast then you can give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes on your desktop computer or simply share it with a friend. Maybe send them your favorite episode and uh, they might become a listener as well. You can also go to collegeinfogeek.com for all kinds of extra articles, resources, all kinds of cool stuff. Our uh, resources page, which you can find at collegeinfogeek.com resources, has our favorite apps, books, tools, all kinds of cool stuff we recommend for improving your experience as a student so check that out if you're curious. Otherwise, thanks as always for just hanging out and listening to the show, and we will see you in next week's episode. Thank you.